Hello, everybody, and welcome to Throwers. I'm joined, as always, with Chris Reynolds. How you doing, Chris? I'm sublime, Alan. How you doing? Oh, sublime. That's good. I don't know if I'm sublime yet, but uh, maybe we'll get there by the end of the pub. But I'm doing all right. Excellent. Nice. Um, so last week I was a bit out of it. We might have glossed over a couple of things. So we might uh, might jump back into a little bit of Nationals talk real quick before we hit an action-packed weekend of Melbourne Disc Golf. Um, we should probably open it up with how I played um, oh, yeah, we definitely didn't touch on that. We definitely missed that. <laughs> no, we spoke at length at that. Uh, we could probably let that one slip. Uh, but there was a couple of things that, uh, yeah, we probably didn't give enough time to. And um, one of them was just how many thousand rated events there were, how many thousand rated rounds there were. Uh, it's hectic. I- I've never seen anything like it at, uh, at an Australian event. Like, I know this is the largest Australian event that's probably ever been put together, but um, I don't know. Were, were you expecting to see that many, like, just hectic scores? There is someone who finished 24th with a 1,000 rated round. <laughs> yeah. In MPO. Yeah, that's nuts. Like, all the way down, like, the top 20, like, all of them had, like, some thousand rated golf. It's it's no was I expecting it? No, it's never been seen. It's never it's never even nearly been seen. But we we had a few conversations over the weekend with, you know, Nationals is great because you get to catch up with all your interstate fellows and the like the amount of people um, you know, as now one of the uh, oldest guys in the game, um, to just catch up with a few old folk and just be like, the caliber of disc golf, the bar has risen and uh it's just it hasn't been clearer with how high that bar has been risen. Yeah, and it's nuts. And it's like we touched on it last week about how the, the ratings weren't really that much different from the, the AM weekend. Uh, so, like, I, I don't think they're just like crazy inflated ratings. Like, some people are just playing some really good disc golf. And, like, as you mentioned, if you look through it, you're hard pressed to find someone in MPO that didn't punch out a thousand rated round at least once. At least in the top 20, anyway. I think all but maybe one or two of them did. Uh, and there's just so many people who had 1,000-rated events. And that's normally like... If you have a 1,000-rated event, there's no way you're not winning nationals or winning, yeah. like, eruption in years past. But now, you're having 1,000-rated events and, you know, you're in fifth. Like, it's wild. Yeah. Absolutely wild. Um, I, I don't. I don't see it as uh, an inflated event at all. I sort of touched on this last week as well. But um, you're, you know, we've had many events at Palomina, um, and you know, yes, was the course playing slightly easier? Yes, yeah, slightly. Not not eight strokes around easier. Like the amount yeah. of guys that just threw in dumb numbers, like round after round after round, um, is wild. Yeah. No, hundred percent. And there's still like if you look at all the other divisions, you know, pe- people aren't putting up crazy stuff, you know, besides maybe sort of the, the top people in, in each one of their divisions. But yeah, the MPO guys are just they're getting really good at disc golf. It's it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. I'm just um diving into Paddy Robinson peak, you know, thousand rated Paddy Robinson to have a little uh Geese at how he went at the Choices Flooring Australian National Champs. 
um, where obviously he got the chocolates, and he played a thousand and a seven event. Yeah, uh, and he was the only player in the entire field to have a thousand rated event. And that sounds right. Like that's so familiar to me yeah. that if you play thousand red disc golf, then that's it. You have won the big tournament. But uh, now you can't. Like Andrew Fish, thousand rated, thousand fifteen rated pro. He played basically at his rating and just got rolled. And uh, yeah, just I don't think enough can be said about just how insanely good Bane played. Like it was really nuts. Like I cannot wait to watch the. The live coverage again, especially that uh, round two. Just uh, almost flawless golf. And then he misses that island on 17, but cans the putt from the drop zone. Like, it just, like, of course he did. Because, like, he couldn't miss anything. Um, yeah, it's just nuts. Like, I, I just thought it was real worth diving back in just to, just to sort of emphasize the point that, that some of these people are playing some amazing disc golf. And it's really cool to see. And it makes things like Daz's eighth place, you know, Atticus's ninth place there, uh, incredible results. Like Jackson Sullivan's an amazing disc golfer. And, uh, you know, they had him beat. Like Paddy Robinson, they're ahead of him. Like these are staples. Um, yeah. Leo, yeah, Leo Dykes finishing in sixth is, is nuts. Like it's really, really nuts. I hope he fully understands that, that this is one of the most hectic events that Australia's ever had. And, you know, sixth place at that. Insane. Yeah. Uh, you touched on looking forward to watching some coverage again. Uh, I think that's something we possibly didn't give enough light to. We, we jammed it in there as a clean audio spotlight. But other than <laughs> that, we probably didn't give enough uh, due credit to the performance that Park Media put together. No, I definitely didn't. Um, I thought I did a pretty good editing job of getting that in there late after I might have forgot. Uh, but uh, they picked it up. As usual, they pick up everything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was so good. Uh, we touched on it a little bit where it was it was super cool waking up in the morning and just chilling out and watching the FPO. I love that that was on beforehand. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It was really good. The camera work was great. Um, I was lucky enough to do the commentary for the Vic Open when they did the coverage there and it's the same crew and the guy who runs that is very professional his kit's great and he talks you through it really well like I'm, I'm really really impressed with the with the product and I hope this is just the standard now for you know nationals at the minimum but hopefully some big tourneys like ho hopefully that's something that starts to become more prevalent for just the bigger tourneys of the year yeah, that'd be, um, yeah, huge. Uh, you know, at least Nationals, obviously. I know WA are keen, back to, uh, keen to bring back the uh, Aussie Open. Do they have, like, a monopoly on that event? Like, is that, like, a WA-only sort of event? But anyway, um, <laughs> it'd be cool to see, um, yeah, more live coverage for sure. Well, if you want, you can create a PGA tournament. It's called the Aussie Open. Yeah, well, I've got like I've got your login details now as a TD, so yeah. I can do whatever I want. It takes about <laughs> seventy five bucks and ten seconds of your time. Yeah, but, uh, you can you can have an Aussie Open of your own if you want. Oh, wicked! Done. <laughs> exactly. Have it down at Werribee. I'll I'll, re I'll rename the Melton event. I'll just chuck Aussie Open in brackets. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
so the other thing that we didn't really speak about, there was a huge change to Nationals the first time it's ever happened, was the two weekends having an AM weekend and a, well, not quite a pro weekend, but a, a, you know, a sort of top half and bottom half weekend. And uh, we've had a bit of time to reflect on it now to decide whether we think it was a good idea or not. And uh, like, where do you stand on that? More of it. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. I just, obviously, the experience that we got to have um, was that, um, you know, especially because owing to the fact of how junk I was playing, but I got to, you know, tee off like in the middle of the day, just like uh, opposed to late afternoon. Um, I got to experience uh, FPO playing earlier in the day, not the card in front of me. Um, and I, yeah, I'm just all about it. And it just allowed for, obviously, I think you would always have a big MPO field, but it, I, I love the fact that there was a big MA1 field. Just the nature of where this sport is currently at in Australia, whatever we can do to encourage and ensure that there is a large MA1 field, I think it's good for the game. As much as I um, stand by my comments around Hayden being a sandbagger, you know, I welcome the future where, you know, Matt Hill, Hayden Fatini, the likes of, you know, um, Ryan, who's obviously now playing MP40. Like, I actually welcome, like, 950-rated MA1 players. I think that that's where the game will eventually get. Um, and the, the likelihood of that is um, more likely if we can have these like split events and huge fields. Yeah, of course. If, if it's getting to the point where you need to play 1050 golf to win, then 950 is going to be a very happy home for uh, most people in MA1. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's great too. I, I probably should have spoken to some people from the first weekend to find how how their experience was. Uh, and numbers were down on that. But I think that will increase as uh, as the years go on. And uh, like 126 players for the second weekend is huge. Like there's obviously that demand for it. And if you're trying to shove another 70-odd that were in the weekend before, then it just doesn't work. And you're going to end up having to, you know, do some cuts that we don't really want to do. And I think this is a great solution. I hope that they uh, they keep this going for a while at least until until uh, maybe it gets a bit too nuts to handle. But uh, yeah, definitely don't want to be cutting out the MA2s and MA3s and things like that from playing nationals. So I think it's cool that they yeah they're getting their own weekend. Yeah, I'll put this up as a poll on social. See what uh, see what our listener base thought as well. Uh, two weekends or one for nationals. Sounds good. And I'm just trying to think too. Like you know, down in Tassie, uh, it's not even not the easiest place to get to for a lot of other states out of Victoria. So I'm yep. trying to figure if this had of end up being in Victoria this year, like how massive it could be. It's in Molong next year, which which might I don't know. Like it's. It's sort of central, but hard to get to. So yep. anyone can get cheap flights to Sydney or Melbourne and or Canberra and then get and drive across. So it could be a monster. It could be an absolute monster next year. Yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, we will see. Uh, all right, from, from one monster to another, we, we've had a little birdie messages that uh, someone has done a little bit of 
um, a little bit of maths and a little bit of standard deviation work and has figured out some potential ratings for when the ratings update has come. They cannot wait until the second Tuesday in the month. Next Tuesday. Um, we are. It is, uh, it is moments away. Yeah, next Tuesday. But uh, a little birdie told us that there is potentially going to be a thousand rated Australian disc golfer again. Is that correct? Not only that, there might be two thousand. There might be two one thousand rated disc golfers in the country come next Tuesday. And, and not who only, might they be? And massive shake up. We might have a new top dog. Oh, what baby you might get rolled after having a thousand fifty weekend. Yep, after having the most elite weekend of Australian disc golf in Australian disc golf history. In the very next update, he is likely to be the second highest rated Australian. And uh, who is likely to be the highest rated Australian? Well, that would be none other than Peaches himself, Mr. David Perry. Dave Perry, I love that. Good to see a Victorian on top. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> for those listening at home who might be a little befuddled as to... Uh, how that could possibly happen. Uh, I'm having a quick look at Luke Bain's ratings history, and uh, he has currently 64 rounds used for his rating. And uh, what about Dave Perry? Is he uh, he's sitting similar? 12. I, 12. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it makes it a, a little bit easier to have one uh, super hot round and uh, well, a couple of super hot rounds and pump it up. So it does make sense that uh, Dave can find himself the highest rated Australian. But uh, the twelve rounds is pretty spread out. So he's been playing thousand rated golf, you know, for a year. So very impressive there to Dave. Um, and yeah, I hope he keeps it up. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, he's definitely going to benefit from obviously the sample size nature of the calculation. Um, However, like you can't you can't fake thousand rated golf. Like no. um he he's been like you said, he's been playing thousand rated golf over the last twelve months. Um and I think, you know, even if Luke Bain um was to ever listen to this episode or to even acknowledge our existence, he would um you know, openly note that um David Perry is the better disc golfer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can't say uh, I will go that far as to say that um, Bainey wins eruption and then destroys nationals in uh, in pretty quick fashion back to back. Dave is at both those events and played some fantastic disc golf, but uh, I, I yeah I do uh, I, I do still have Bain as the number one Australian just in my <laughs> books. But uh, I think Dave Perry has solidified himself as as number two. For me, and I was a little unsure. I think I went with Austin a little while back, and then he hasn't <laughs> played played a single good round of disc golf since. So sorry <laughs> about that, Aussie. But <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's Dave now in uh, second second place for me. Yeah, and um, yeah, to segue that into Paddy Robinson's coming though. Yeah, he's playing some very good disc golf. We'll, uh, we'll see what he did at the Rudolph Ride a little bit later on. 
Uh, but yeah, that he's getting back into some good shape and some good form, and uh, that's that's dangerous for the Australian MPOs. Correct. All right, let's uh, let's move on now. Focus on some Melbourne disc golf and uh, the Street League. We had the Street League Championships on Saturday, and uh, you and I both were unavailable. So our team, Tupac Shakur, was looking like they were going to be in a bit of strife. But uh, that's not really how it shook out, was it? No, it was not. And I'd say we called this a few months ago. We, we saw this coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, round one, we came up against a very short-handed Warriors team. So we were without our number one and number three, but they were without their number one, two, and three. Um, we luckily had a couple good fill-ins, but I think they got rolled. But um, yeah, our stalwarts, our our, our uh, bottom few crew, just got it done. Too good. Yeah, got it done on uh, the day in incl- uh, some pretty trash conditions by the looks of things. Um, and yeah, Tupac Shakur, uh, the inaugural winners. Beautiful bit of silverware that uh, Daz arranged for the comp. Yeah, I love that. I love the look at that shield. And uh, I love that it's got many, many more spots. So this looks like this is going to continue on for a while, which gets me excited. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and um, I think, you know, with the Mercs getting a taste through being a mercenary, um, they, you know, I think that the appetite is there for more of this next year. Yeah, definitely. I, I can see some bigger, either some bigger squads or some more teams happening. Because yeah, there was a lot of Mercs that played a lot of Street League. But um, yeah, shout out to uh, the Right Swipes. They made it into the finals as well. Dazza doing his best. I think he won both his matchups on the day pretty handily. But uh, yeah, it was just the the bottom end it was too strong. We had. Brett Zeeble getting it done over Lachlan McKenzie. And then uh, we had Tony getting it done over Peter Chu and Jake Cruden. And uh, the the unbeatable Tim Ware and Jason Weedner. I, I think that was a doubles matchup probably three times. And th- just destruction. The, you, you could have put anyone against those two, and I don't think they were beat. They were, uh, they were getting rolled. And we won one on a countback, so <laughs> let's go. I can't wait to get my, my little badge, my victory badge. I'm going to display it proudly, even though I wasn't even part of it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I, I was a part of a fraction of this entire event, and I uh, will be forever remembered as the number one dog on the winning team. Yeah, that's uh, the inaugural champion. You were the best player on that team, the number one guy. Yeah. And uh, we can put those badges on our bags and we can just show Dazza every yeah. time we play with him. <laughs> yep. Proudly. <laughs> Proudly. And oh. uh, no, one will, no one will ever know. I might even get it, uh, given that that badge is mine to keep. And, you know, the, as we know, the green jacket's probably mine to keep as well. I might just get it <laughs> badge sewn onto the green jacket. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> I, I think you might have a little bit more competition this year. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Now it was sick So yeah Obviously got to give A a huge shout out to Daz Really cool idea And uh, he pulled it off Really well 
the uh, the only dodgy thing was the change of uh, grand final, but I think that was a bit forced from uh, from memory. I think there was a come and try day and a something else on that was planned in a bit in advance, and a lot of people wouldn't be able to make it, so he did what he had to do, uh, and it worked out great for our team. So I'm happy in the end. Yeah, I wasn't available either way. The yeah, clash with the come and try. It also clashed with the Melton Jerry Warrow Festival, um, which I had to be at as well. Yeah, so uh, now good decision to move, and um, yeah, I think it was a fun day in the end for the crew that were there. From what I hear, we had some pizzas going. We had tons of prizes all throughout. Um, yeah, I think it was really, really good, and I'm really, really looking forward to season two. Um, yeah, can't wait to find out who, who the captains are going to be and when, how that's all going to shake out, but, uh, in due time, I'm sure. And, uh, got to give a big shout out, uh, to the Mercs as well. So, uh, a lot of them played a lot of the rounds and, um, yeah, it was sick. We would have been screwed without having the Mercs and most of the time they didn't really know, you know, what their matchups were going to be or what was going on and, yeah, we played out in Werribee, and we played in Chelsea, we played over the place. So it was really cool that, uh, yeah, these people were able to step up and uh, help us out in our time in need. But next year, find a team. Next year, find a team. Yeah. Tip of the hat to dads for sure. Great, great, uh, great event. Yeah. Uh, all right. From uh, one great event to another that happened on the, on the weekend... The Rudolph Riot, which um, is fantastically no longer at uh, oh, Darwin Valley. Correct. <laughs> but I still am yet to make it out, unfortunately. <laughs> so uh, maybe next year. Sorry, Matty Hill. <laughs> but 75 players did make it out. And uh, it seemed like it was a pretty hectic day. In the uh, MPO, we touched on it before, but Paddy Robertson was just too strong. Winning by five strokes over Timmy Bohan in second and 10 strokes ahead of uh, Ryan Hart and Aiden Howard in third place. Like, that's that's doing some work. Comfortable. Yeah, 990-something rated event. Um, yeah, very good golf by Paddy, as you mentioned. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Ryan Deer down in fifth. A little bit disappointed. I, I, he was charging for a second, I saw, in that uh, second round. But uh, not enough. Not enough. And uh, Ryan Michelle and Blake Nichols rounding out the only two in the MPO who were over par. So not ideal for those boys. Not ideal. Mm. But another paid, uh, podium finish for Aiden. So he, he's starting to slot in pretty comfortably into the MPO boys. He's... Really starting to solidify that 950 rating, I think. Yeah. He also managed to snag himself a tournament ace. Uh, caught on camera, too, by Park Media, which is dope. Uh, hole six of round one. Bang. Big highs around a tree. Too easy for Aiden. Sick ace, Aiden. But that wasn't the only ace of the weekend. So, Timmy Bohan, also on Park Media coverage, Gets into round two, hole two, whack. Too easy. Uh, and they were coming thick and fast. We had a third tournament ace in MA1 with Troy Faramon. 
round one, hole 15, also one and done. Too easy. Three aces in one weekend. Nuts. Uh, and in FBO, we had uh, Huss showed up, and uh, Huss is a weapon. So, uh, yeah, she smashed it. So, well done, Huss. She finished on the uh, same score as Blake Nichols. Uh, there's a couple of people that will find themselves battling against Huss at the uh, upcoming Melton event, and, uh, yeah, a look out. Yeah, she's a weapon. She's so good at this golf. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, now well done, Haas. Another sick event by you. And uh, MA1, we had a, a jilted uh, Marcus Velotta, Ville, who uh, who would have been pretty disappointed with his with his uh, nationals, even though he played pretty well. But uh, yeah, <laughs> seeing him at the event, he he definitely wasn't where he wanted to be. He wanted to be ten strokes clear in first place. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, bounce back event here and gets it done. Gets the win with an even performance on the day. Yeah, even was enough to get it done in MA one. Uh, Nine thirty golf really over the over the two rounds was enough to get the W in MA one. Mm, yeah, so probably not how we wanted to finish. Strong first round and then uh, let it go a bit in the second. But no one was there to chase him, so it didn't really matter. Yeah, uh, Seb Williams in second place. And then uh, Taron Anderson finds himself on the podium in third place there. Beautiful uh, work by Taron. Um, both rounds above rating. Second round comfortably above rating. Yeah, comfortably. Very good finish for him. Uh, jumping up a couple spots to get that podium. And I don't know, I saw a message from him mentioning something about the tour standings. And uh, I'm a bit nervous because I, I thought I was in in an insurmountable lead, but I don't know how the two points work. So um, I hope he hasn't leapfrogged me. <laughs> There's only four people in our division for the tour. So, and two of them don't actually play disc golf. So I'm, I'll be, pretty, <laughs> I'll be pretty shattered if I get rolled, but um, yeah, you got to show up to the events. So we'll see how that one shakes out. Oh, I look forward to seeing that. Uh, and I have it straight from the horse's mouth that this is potentially Taron's last MA1 event because he is heading into the MA40 field next year. Look out. And, um, yeah, that's a bit of a dangerous proposition for them because Taron's plus four round would have absolutely smoked the MA40 field. Well spotted, uh, yeah. Yeah, where Luke Pote got it with a plus 11. So, um yeah, watch this space. Could have a, a bit of a shark in the water in the MA40 boys. Awesome. He can go warm up that division until I hopefully get there soon. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Lukey Pote got it done. Uh, a bit unsurprisingly, he was the top dog in that in that division. But uh, yeah, ahead of Lee Thompson only by a few strokes. You glanced over the uh, infamous coin flip. No, I know. I was coming back to that. I just I had to make the segue. Okay, yep. Yeah, well played. We could never, we could never miss this. So, what happened in FA One? Yeah. So, um, Emma and Georgia, the two division, um, two person division, went head to head again, and uh, it is finally ebbed after its ebbs and flows and its ebbs and flows, and now it's back with Emma with a two stroke victory, just like. You can't separate the two. It's crazy. They both just open with identical rounds. 
Um, and then, uh, yeah, Emma pulls it in by two strokes in the end in the second round. What an event. Yeah, for sure. She was due as well. Like, Georgia's had a few on the trot, and I know that's going to be weighing on Emma's mind because, uh, yeah, they're pretty proud of their back-and-forth battles. But if one of them starts getting sort of two or three in a row, then it's uh, <laughs> it can get a little bit squirrely for the other. So well done, Em. And, uh, yeah, both of them playing above their rating disc golf so not much more you can ask for. Both playing quality disc golf. Yeah, exactly. And the MA50, I was nervous. I was nervous on this one. Cranny has himself a pretty nice streak going, I think, of uh, of wins. Definitely a couple big ones. with. Uh, six, and there were six and... in the lead-up of Rudolph Wright. Six wins in the lead-up to there Rudolph Wright. So you don't want to be messing that up. Uh, especially not, you know, sort of close to his, his backyard there. And he found himself a couple strokes behind Anthony Pearsall in round one. And I was just like, oh no, this is it. This is where it ends. But eventually the cream rose to the top and Cranny with a, a very solid 927 rated second round just uh, storms home with a very impressive victory in the end. Yeah, so uh, make that number seven. Seven MA50 victories in a row. Just too good. Yeah. The man is just too good. And uh, Anthony Pearsall with that uh, electric first round just uh, did what he needed to do to hold off a charging Dung Adams for second place. So, uh, yeah, well done there, Anthony and Doug. There you go. Getting, a couple of... Uh, yeah. Yeah, a couple of uh, tight eagles there. Um, I'm sure there's a bit of banter between the two of those for sure. For sure. And getting uh, getting over on Hank Terpstra in Geelong is no easy feat for any of the MA50 boys. So well done to all three of them for, for sneaking past Hank, who is a danger in Geelong. Yeah. Uh, and then MA2, speaking of a danger in, Holong, in Geelong, Ben Hicks, very Impressive disc golf. Neg two for the weekend, uh, 940-odd disc golf, and just getting it done over Benedict O'Burn. So both of them putting in fantastic events. But, um, yeah, Ben with the 946-rated second round just slides by, gets it done. Uh, both of those uh, players obviously outperforming Ville in MA1. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. It was, it was very impressive. It was, it was great disc golf by them. You have to uh, scroll down a little bit to uh, find the uh, one and only Sax Beast himself, though. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did notice that he's he's sitting there in in fifth place after the the monstrous performance in nationals. But um, yeah, maybe he just he only brings out the good stuff for the big events, you know. Oh, I was thinking maybe he's still hung over after all the celebrations. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Big Sam Sawyer in third, and Chris Scott in fourth. I'm starting a little. I'm starting to see a little bit too much. Chris Scott in fourth. Chris Scott in fourth. I think mm. we've been uh, rightfully on him for being a, a jet. But um, yeah, fourth at this, fifth the one before that, third at the big wet. I don't know. I need to see some victories out of uh, Chris Scott. Or I um, might have to start writing him off. Ah, fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll follow you. <laughs> He's just too good. He's too good to uh, to not be punching out the odd victory here or there. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, yeah, he's the you know the play, player in waiting really, uh, in regards to, um, yeah, just chalking up some victories for sure. But yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty good eagle field after that. So uh, yeah, Barnett and Farina having a good battle there with Saxby and uh, Chris Scott. So that was cool to see in the middle. Uh, and then uh, the two Tims battling it out as well. Tim Ware and Tim Stevenson with the one-stroke victory going to Timmy Ware. So big eagle division, the MA2s. That's, that's, that's our jam. <laughs> I know. That's, that's our jam. That's where we're at. Uh, and in the FA2s, uh, very nice victory for uh, Kim Michelle. Or Mitchell yeah. Michelle. I, I ask this every time. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a big win. Um, got off to a good start um, with the eight thirty rated round, comfortably mm-hmm. above her rating, and then backed it up with a you know a seventy four. That's uh, yeah, the two hot rounds for the division, and yeah, deserved winner. Um, also, believe making an appearance at the upcoming um, Melton event, and uh, I'm sure she mm. might take some scalps there as well. Love that dark horse. Good yeah. to see. Uh, and then MA3, I'm very unfamiliar with uh, this name. Do you know Jesper Berg Axelson? Oh, I didn't run into him the one time I visited Norway, no. <laughs> there you go. No, he's from Denmark. Uh, I've, no, I've, I've stuffed that. He's from Denmark. <laughs> similar similar flags is going to be my excuse. Um, yeah. No. Um, I, I don't know if he's holidaying or what, but um, yeah, his PDGA doesn't even come up as him living here. Okay, well, there you go. Well... He's played some pretty good disc golf, whatever he's done. Uh, Seven-stroke victory yeah. over second-place Matt Hunter. So that's that's getting it done. Yeah. It's that type of performance that brings me back to me, like, my little rating issue sometimes I feel like that we have in Australia because, like, you just get this, like, 890-rated golfer that comes over who's, you know, played a bunch of events this year or, uh, all throughout Denmark. Um, and so like his rating would be his rating. And then he's like, Oh, I'm just going to play this one event. Oh no, actually I'm 40 points better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, you make a very good point. Yeah. It does seem to happen, uh, quite a bit. Does seem to happen quite a bit. Yeah. So yeah, well done to him. Uh, and then in MA4, Matt bringing it home as well. So Matt and Kim both getting victories. What a, what a car ride home that would have been. Yes. Uh, pretty comfortable as well over Mike Jeffcott uh, and Reese Circuit, not far behind. Raiding Geelong, so, I love yeah. that. There's nothing better than raiding Geelong. That would have been a sick car trip to be on, in, in, on the way home with. Yeah, definitely. Anytime we can go into enemy territory and uh, take home some scalps, it's, it's great to see. Yeah. So we'd love that by you, Matt. Uh, and then Battle of the Christines in FA4 was taken out by Christine Go, And uh, the juniors, Don Carter, once again, is proving too good for Tobias Weber. So another victory there for Don. Boom, boom. But uh, tight battle after round one, but too good. Way too good second round. Huh, very nice. Um, yeah. I uh, Paddy Robertson is definitely one to one to watch out for. He's playing some fantastic disc golf, but he's gonna probably gonna cool off now, and that might be it until uh, Vic Open. So who knows? 
Yeah, I'm just having a look at his page. He's not. He doesn't look like he's signed up for any sneaky New Zealand events or anything over the summer at this stage. So, uh, yeah. Uh, all right, we've got a big weekend of disc golf coming up as well. It's a, it's a fantastic time of the year. So the club champs is going to be on Saturday. Weather's going to be amazing. Uh, sun's out, 30 degrees, I believe. Correct. Sun's out, gun's out. Uh, bring your thongs. <laughs> yeah, bring your thongs. <laughs> uh, maybe not, but uh, yeah, if you want to be the club champ, you've got to come and play in whatever conditions they they throw at us, so I'm uh, I'm pretty excited for that. So it looks like we've got the the metrics up. Uh, who who are you tipping? Uh, oh, yeah, good question. It's did, obviously Ruffy fifteen into, into a, oh, yeah sorry. Ruffy yeah. into Bald Hill. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to tip. Oh, for me, it's a bit of a coin flip, obviously, between the young buck and uh, the Bald Hill bully. Um, I feel like Ryan Ryan plays well at Ruffy. We play there first, and then it's just whether or not it's just a question of how many strokes he can be in front of Aiden to hold him off at Bald Hill. And and you're gonna want to have a few. Like you're gonna want to have at least four ahead of Aiden. Otherwise, he's chasing you down. Um, for that reason. Um, I'm going to have to back in Aiden at the club champs. Big, big. I like it. Aiden definitely is a, a friend of Ruffy Lake as well. So yeah, uh, definitely not a good tip. No, no looking at all for Vil. No. Nah, he's just been destroying the social days this year, but nothing. So two horse race for yours. Yep. Mm, I'm not even. I'm not too bad at it, but he has been a bit down, but. I think with the PDJ pressure off, I feel like uh, yeah, Marcus is he's going to knock one of those guys off. I reckon it's um, two of those three are going to be the the top two for mine. I uh, I just think it's going to take something too special from uh, well, not special, but I don't know, either you or Dazza uh, could sort of shake things up if uh, if you guys are both on on the day. I can't. I'm or actually trying to. Conditions are, I'm wondering if yeah. Daz is a late pullout. Oh, really? Yeah, I've got. I'm having this. a look at um, Stoyer's spreadsheet, and he's got strike throughs going on. There is some fair weather golfers that have uh, definitely uh, had their names struck out in all of the divisions, but there is a discrepancy. So at the top. Darren is struck out, and um, alongside Ruben, who looks so looks like the pair of them won't be competing. But at the bottom, he's got a summary, and Daz is not struck out at the bottom. So um, okay. I'm unclear on whether or not Daz will be there or not. Um, if he is, he's in the mix. But uh, when I said it's a two horse race, I'm, I'm I'm interpreting this as Daz is not there. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, and then it gets pretty thick after that. There's a, a lot of people who could show up in the day and play some pretty good disc golf. I've called out Chris Scott already for uh, for not getting any victories lately, or not enough for my liking. And this could him pop him. This could be him popping up into a, a second or a third, or even maybe winning it. Uh, Glenn Maisie's floating around. Martin Go can be pretty good. I was playing with him on Tuesday. He was banging some. Uh, some big putts. Uh, if Nationals Allen shows up, it could be something. Um, 
and of course yourself. This uh, it could be a spicy little day, so uh, I'm excited. What about I'm very excited? What about it's uh, for me, it's prestigious. Ooh, yeah. Like I um, I. I, I want to be the club champ. I am not good enough to be the club champ, but um, yeah, back when I was, like, it definitely is a trophy or a win that I like. I want, like, I want this more than I would want Melbourne Cup, and I and I, I, I would almost want it more than I would want a Vic Open. Like, I want to be the club champ. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm a hundred percent with you. I just, yeah. yeah, especially the way that some of these guys have been playing their social days this year. If I can get in and get a scalp, I'm just every time I see Ryan Deere, I'll just be like, "How's that club champs, mate?" Yeah, <laughs> just let him know. You know what I mean? There's a difference between sort of beating him at a big event, uh, or you know, or finishing place higher at a big event and coming home with that Melbourne club championship yeah and obviously we're throwers and you know we've been about the eagles all year and this is it this is this is what we've been building up to yeah this is our big one uh i love it yeah uh div b they got 15 competitors in that as well so nice thick field in that who's who's jumping out at you for for div b oh yeah good question Good question. I could see, uh, I could see like Matt Daniels popping off. I think out of the crew that's there, I think he's he's maybe got the ability to just play some clean golf and uh, just do what needs to be done. Yep, yep. Um, I can see that happening. Uh, I can also see someone like Max Tats pulling something out. Um, ob- true, obviously, true. he played very well at uh, Rudolph Riot. Yeah, it's hard to go past Braden Boyack though. Um, he, he sits up there quite nicely with. Uh, he's pulled out 900 rated rounds at all three courses uh, throughout Social League, um, and he's the only player in that division that you can say that about. Yeah, and he, he's the ace man. So if anyone's going to grab it, it's him. Oh, is the ace pot alive? I should have thought about this. We should ask Stoya this: Is the ace pot going to be alive for club champs, or at least that or at least a very spicy. a slice of it? You know, now that it's got to how big it is, I, I really think the club needs to think about divvying that up, um, and you know, maybe a slice of it does go to the club champs. Yeah, that could be. Oh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm maybe getting a little bit more excited now. Yeah, yeah. Put you know, put up <laughs> might hurt my chances. Put up two hundred bucks or put up two hundred fifty bucks, and then you know, for your three courses or your three sections or whatever we're doing next year, put put the you know, split it all up two fifty, two fifty, two fifty, two fifty. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Uh, all right, and the uh, the fifty plus division. So many eagles are fifty plus that they have gotten their own division, which is. Wild, <laughs> we got to be the only the only city that's pumping that out. Yeah, uh, but this one's gonna be spicy. Oh man, I don't know. I think uh, I reckon I got to back uh, Jeff in. I think Jeff's gonna bring the heat, and he's gonna come home with a club championship. Yeah, that would be very fitting. That would be very fitting. I think Doug Adams will stand in his way. Me too, but I just want to back the old man in, you know. <laughs> but, you know, we're overlooking Simon, who, you know, outrates both of them. But 
just just Doug's proximity to Bald Hill again. I just think that works in Doug's favour. You know, you, you go play roughy, hopefully put in a solid round, and then you just get to go home, cup of tea, and then smoke show your course that you play ten times a week. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's big. It's definitely big. Yeah. So that's going to be a good one too. And in the women's division, I think for mine, it's uh, Emma's to lose. Yep. Uh, no, disagree. Who who you think's gonna take it down? No, it is it is Emma's to lose. Janet's been playing good golf, and she has. And Kim obviously um, has also been playing good golf and regular golf. And I don't know. It, it's hers to lose. Emma, it is hers to lose. I won't but pass out. Mean if she, she can't yeah, lose I was gonna it. say I will not like fall off my chair if she does. I just think that that's. You can't you can't go to sleep easy on that division. There's some players in there that are coming. Yeah, not very true, very very true. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm backing her in. Uh, yeah, man, I'm keen as I'm very very keen. This is gonna be fun. I'm not uh, not worried about the weather at all. Just bring towels, bring an umbrella, suck it up. It's club champs. Like let's get around it. So I'm I'm excited for this to be a thing. I like that you got to qualify for this now. Um, this is good. I'm, I'm king. So king. So king. Cool. Another thing that I am, uh, so keen to watch, because unfortunately I, I won't make, uh, is the Summer Cup Revival Dash Melton Creaky Blinders. So, I'm having a look over it. We've got the full 36 players. And you've gone with the the non-ventational style, I'll tell you where you're playing system. Yes. And I think you've done a pretty good job, Chris. I'm looking through the divisions and I like them. Yeah, yeah. I like them a lot. I'm happy with um, I'm happy with how they've shaken out. And there's been a, you know, there probably will be a couple other last minute uh, dropouts, but there's been a little bit of movement throughout the week. Unfortunately, Mark Hardy's had to pull out. Um, Darren Stay Smith's had to pull out. Um, and I'm like, oof, you know, the MPO field was already kind of hurting. I want to get that back up to two cards. Lo and behold, uh, old mate Josh Smith's like, hey, I'm 100% coming. And Big. um, and then today, out of the out of the uh, forest comes Nathan Parrish. I'm like, beautiful. Yep. MPO field. Here we go. MPO field full. And, uh, and in the opposite uh, flavor of Hayden Fatini, I just put a call out to the MA3 field and said, hey, boys and girls, you know, you're an odd number. I want, I need someone to step up into MA2. And basically half the field put their hand up. They were like, yeah, I'll go. Love that. Whatever. You know, my name's not Hayden. Put me up. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I end up going with Damien. I'm not even sure if I've ever played around with Damien. For all I know, he's a thousand rated golfer and he's still in the wrong division. <laughs> but um <laughs> Yeah, anyway, he's moved up, and yeah, I'm happy with the split. 8, 8, 8, 12. Uh, I think it works really well. Yeah, me too. It, yeah, it looks really good across the board. Um, we've uh, we've talked a lot already, and we'll do a pretty good deep dive on this, I think, next week after it's done. But uh, how about some quick tips? Who have you got winning MA3? All right, winning MA3 is going to be Rhett Bobridge. Yeah, it's just too hard to go past them as well. I want to say Emma, 
because uh, I'll be backing her in pretty hard, I guess. But um, nah, Brett in Melton, it's very good. Yeah. Uh, MA2. MA2 uh, taking that down is going to be... Whoa, it's, it's tough. This is a tough yeah, one. this one's tough. Could be Matt Daniels. Could be Ashby. Could be Riley Maple. Could be your dad. Like that. That anyone's going to win that. Oh yeah. But I'm going to tell you, Chu Tran's going to win that. Chu's going to win. I love it. Well, I'm going with uh, Damian Muski because uh, he's a legend. He jumped up. Awesome. I love it. And he could, he could beat it by 20 strokes. I've got no idea. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and MA1, another pretty spicy division. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> just like... <laughs> it's uh, tough, isn't yeah. it? These are good. Yeah. Um, Huss is in there floating around. Doug's... Yeah, man, this is good. It this is. It's going to be a very spicy uh, eight eight players. I don't know who wins that. Um, does Narada... Narada might get it done there. Narada, maybe. He could. Yeah. He definitely could. Tony Tony plays a lot of disc golf out there. He could get it done. Yeah. But um, I'm going with uh, Huss. Awesome. I'm going with Huss. Yep, she's a jet, and I reckon uh, I reckon she'd get it done. Awesome. I hope that'd be that'd be a nice little MA1 victory on her uh, resume. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I I hope she does. Uh, and then the MPOs, you surely, yeah. <laughs> I I'm yeah. not very good at disc golf. I think, um, yeah, you know, pen pens like so pens pulling out. I don't know. I'm tipping pen in a landslide. Uh, I just because there's a lot of talk at the moment that he's injured, and I I've only ever seen him play a thousand rated golf when he's injured. So. And I know he's like so injured that like he put in a group chat today. Oh yeah, I'm only playing four. I'm doing four hands only. I saw he's pulled out of the club champs. Like I feel like he's definitely carrying something. So I, I think Penn gets it done. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know much about the injury, but I see Penn's name, uh, and it's in Melton. And I'd be a fool to pick anyone else. I think. But again, so uh, and again, that's a, I'm very happy with that division. Oh, of course it is. You're there. You can play some fantastic disc golf. Cal Davies is great to see. Uh, Jacob put in like a neg eleven there in the social days, didn't yep. he? Something like that. Yep. Uh, yeah. Nah, it's good. Josh. Yeah. Obviously, it's a very good field. So, uh, like I said, I'm I'm keen to check these live scores out on uh, on Sunday. I'll be flicking between that. And, um, yeah, the, what is it? The NBA while I'm half dead from a Christmas party the night before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's just going to be a sick event. I can't wait to hear all about it. The, uh, players pack stuff looks dope. The, uh, food sounds amazing. Melton Council's giving you some, some leeway and some cash. And it sounds like you've done some pretty amazing stuff with it. So, um, yeah. Hope it all goes well, and um, yeah, well done. All right, uh, well, uh, talk to me in a week. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, let's uh, round this out with some spotlight, not light. Uh, have you got a uh, spotlight? I do, I do. Um, I'm just trying to decide which one's going to be my honourable mention and which one's going to be my actual spotlight. Yeah, my honourable mention is 
it's just a, this is a funny spotlight, a, an honourable mention spotlight, but at the same time, this is an honourable mention not light. Love um, that. That's so good. Yeah, it's, that's, that's what we're here it's for. It's definitely on the fence. So my honourable mention goes to the Tuesday night uh, Ace Pot. It is, from what I hear, it is fat, 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 which is cool, yeah. and it's great to encourage players out, but it's also trash because no one's hitting an ace. Yeah, I've heard anywhere between uh, seven hundred and a thousand dollars. I'm not sure exactly where it's at, but it's definitely minimum like seven hundred dollars at this stage. And I, oh man, did I almost empty that piggy bank? Oh, I threw just a beautiful flippy buzz turnover on hole fifteen, and then it was going directly, directly into the heart of the chains. And then I guess the Bermuda Triangle appeared and made the basket disappear i don't know that's the only the only way i can describe how i possibly didn't get the ace um but i did not so it lives on there you go my actual spotlight uh has to go to something that we're talking about off air actually uh, my actual spotlight has to go to the aussie disc golf secret center i just you know that's just so adorable for mine um and speaks to who we are as a community um and who we should pride ourselves to be uh, I think it's pretty cool. I look forward to it every year. Um, and I'm again looking forward to whatever might arrive in the mail this year for me. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, this is the first year I've done it. I don't know why. I just I don't buy that many discs maybe. So I was like, what do I need it for? But yeah, just uh, the excitement of it that you guys have sort of spoken about. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll jump in for sure. So uh, I've got my present out already and I yeah look forward to getting mine in and uh hopefully it's dope so yeah good spotlight by you and goodbye mick wilson i believe is the man running yes correct so shout out mick sick job yeah awesome uh what about yourself you got a spotlight uh yeah i do uh my spotlight goes to taron anderson uh because we gave him a bit of shit throughout the year. Uh, just every time his name popped up, we were like, don't worry about it, Taron will never hear it. <laughs> uh, but he, he finally got around to listening to an episode. I think he might have listened to the Nationals one. And um, we mentioned how he had finished pretty high up in the, the standings for the, the socials. And I think, I guess he was excited by hearing his name. So he's gone back and he's binged all of the episodes since... Um, Sunday or Saturday or something like that. And he's officially caught up. So uh, I love it. That's so good. He keeps messaging me every once in a while. He's like, oh, I just saw my player radar. <laughs> um, so yeah, Taryn, that's awesome. I'm glad uh, glad we got you on board. And um, yeah, cheers, buddy. Yeah, definitely our new number one fan. I think um, if any stickers or minis or anything ever kind of eventuate, we'll uh, have to make sure that one goes his way for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, what about not light? Yeah, good. Uh, not light. I've got one. And if you know, Taryn will actually be very aware. This has been maybe a theme, maybe earlier in the season. Um, it's definitely something that's come up episode from episode here and there. Um, but I am not about uh, fair weather disc golfers. And there's just been a couple of opportunities the last couple of weekends for people to pull the. Uh, I'm sorry, it's raining. I'm not playing card. Um, if that is your jam, go play fucking futsal, okay? We are an outdoor sport. 
Uh, we play in all conditions. Uh, get amongst it. It's part of the challenge. Um, I just, I'm not here for fair weather disc golfers. They get my not light. Yep, very nice. Very nice. Um, I, uh, I got an honorable mention and it, uh, goes after some people that, uh, well, someone that normally is in the opposite end of this is normally in the spotlight spectrum. Okay, good. And we actually gave him a pretty good rev up already. Uh, my not like, yeah, my not like goes to, well, my, my honorable mention, sorry, goes to Ash Wiedner. I was watching the, uh, park media coverage of the Inverley Open. Fantastic as usual, so nothing to do with the uh, with the quality there. But I heard him reference in the uh, first round about how if you hit an early tree at Inverley, you know you can still scramble par pretty easily. And I was like, oh, all right, on the, on the white course, I'll allow it. I don't really believe it, but I'll allow it. Yep. And then and then he busts the exact same comment out on the gold course. If you hit an early tree. At least you can sort of still safe pass. Oh, no, you cannot. No, you cannot. <laughs> no, you cannot. Who? <laughs> Dylan can? Like, who else? I was like, no, Ash. So um, I couldn't let that one slip by. So that's my honorable mention. Uh, and one that I've uh, I've seen sort of a bit anecdotally, but it's starting to become a bit of a trend, is... Blake Nichols just not playing that well, and uh, I'm not I'm not here for it. He, he's a good disc golfer. That that forehand's a monster. He can play, and he jumped out pretty hot the start of this year and moved into MPO and rightfully so. I think he was playing some good disc golf, but since um, yeah, since the Thrallers Invitational, it's it's been a little bit downhill. Poor performance at the uh, Inverley Open. Eruption and now Rudolph Riot. You know what I mean? Two of them at his, in his own backyard. So, uh, yeah, prop maybe a bit harsh, but I think it's there. Nah, it's singling so, out. Like, and, I need, and like, I need he, more out here. And he's like of legal drinking age and driving age, so go for it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I just need more out of you, buddy. I believe in you too much. Cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that gets us through another episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you next week. Yeah, yeah. Bring it on. Peace out.